blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than Swiftcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 58 of Swiftcast. Hey guys. Hey. This is Ashley. Haley. And Steph. And we have an awesome episode for you guys today. You might not even call us SwiftCast. We might have to use our other name, ShiriOCast, because this one is all about our favorite ginger, Ed Sheeran. (laughs) With lots of Taylor info, too. Of course. (laughs) Don't worry, Swifties. We still got Taylor in it. But today, June 23rd, is a very special day because Ed's new album, Multiply, is finally in stores. Yay! Yay! And he, a lot of his tour dates go on sale this week. They do, including Nashville tomorrow, which I'm getting tickets and I'm so excited because it's on September 13th and that seems like a really good day. I have a feeling maybe some blonde might show up there. Well, he's been teasing us pretty much every day for the past week or so with new songs being released from the album. And then finally having the whole thing today, I'm just so blown away at this album. Well, I have to admit something. Shirio fans might get mad at me, and I apologize, but I have not bought the album yet. And I may wait until next week to actually buy the whole thing, because I just, I my loyalties lie completely with Taylor. And she's going to have an album this year, and I'm already thinking about how she's got to surpass Red's album sales. So I'm thinking maybe I should wait until the second week to buy Multiply. I love Ed so much, but I don't know. I just, I'm kind of on the fence about the whole thing. I've been listening to the songs on YouTube, and I have bought three or four of them on iTunes. So you're saying that you're afraid to help Ed reach a record because you think Taylor won't be able to beat it. I don't know. I Ed is huge. I don't know whether realistically he's probably realistically he's not going to sell a million in a week and Taylor should have no problem reaching that. But, you know, I just I feel like I'm going to jinx it or something. It's all because of your one copy of the album. <laughs> it's really weird, but I just feel like Maybe I should just wait until Monday and just keep listening. I'm going to buy it, obviously. I love Ed. I'm going to go see him. I just, I feel like, I also, like I said, I feel like I'll jinx her or something somehow. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Maybe other Swifties have this problem. Taylor told us today to buy the album. She tweeted saying that we have to go buy it, so. She did, yes. And like I said, I'm (laughs) on the fence. Maybe I'll break down and buy it. The other thing is, the other weird thing, maybe Swifties have this too, my car only has one CD holder, and ever since 2007, it's always been Taylor in there, some form of Taylor CD. So I'm probably just going to buy it on iTunes because I kind of want the physical version because it has the Fault of Our Stars song on there, Uh, but then on the other hand, I don't want to take Taylor out of my CD player in my car. Well, I'm angry because I pre-ordered the deluxe version on iTunes so that I could get the the preview songs as they were released. But then he said that all of the stars is only going to be on the physical deluxe version. Right. 
Yeah, that's and that's the whole reason why I'm thinking, well, maybe I should just go buy the physical copy because I love that song. You can't even buy just that song on iTunes. No, you can't. So I'm going to end up having to go get it. And you already bought it on iTunes, too. Right. But no regrets. You're going to have to buy six copies of Taylor's new album, at least. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Between the iTunes version, going to buy it at midnight, the usual Starbucks limited edition, the zine pack, and like every other thing they're going to do, I'm sure I'll, I'll reach that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally have to wait till Friday to buy Ed's album, which is going to kill me. I bet Taylor has like a thousand copies just sitting in her house. She probably does. She probably is going to get the vinyl too. I think that's cool that he has it on vinyl. Yeah, I really want the vinyl. So there's been a ton of both Taylor and Ed news in the past couple weeks. And last week, we didn't get to cover any of it because we had our special guest, Alexander Gold, who was so entertaining and took up our whole episode, but we had no problem with that. Such a fun episode. If you guys haven't listened to it, you need to go listen to the last episode. He is hilarious, and he told so many great stories about meeting Taylor and Ed. And even his first meeting with Taylor, which was a great story. Oh, yeah, that was great, too. That picture from the first time he met her is the cutest. Yeah, so cute. So we have a lot to cover this episode, but let's jump right in. So leading up to Ed's album coming out about two weeks ago, he released the MTV documentary called Nine Days and Nights of Ed Sheeran. And if you didn't get a chance to see it, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep rerunning it, or you can also go watch it online. And I definitely suggest you do, because it was just a really great look into Ed's life and just kind of getting to know him on a more personal level and hearing a lot of stories, you know, from his personal life and things. And of course, Taylor had a big part in it. So one of the things that she said was that she wanted to write with Ed because of the way that he incorporates rhythm patterns into his lyrics. Yeah, that was cool. And then she started singing. I love just seeing their like little like, banter and chemistry during the whole thing. It was really great. Yeah. And she was talking about how, you know, she was so excited because he started working on Multiply, the album, while they were on the Red Tour. And she said that when he first started working on it, it really sounded a lot like Plus, which is his last album. But then she watched it evolve into something else and eventually take on more hip-hop influence, which I really love that he's doing on this album. Right. It seems like some fans, hardcore Shirio fans, aren't necessarily as happy with that, but I love the hip-hop influence. I think his lyrics are really genuine and inspiring. It's not like your typical hip-hop where you have drugs and just stuff that doesn't make it even make any sense to me. <laughs> his actually have a lot of meaning to them. And it's really just a lot about the rhythm and the beats. Right, and he still, even in his hip-hop songs, he still has a really great chorus that shows off his voice, and, you know, it's really catchy. Like, I'm, for right now, I'm thinking about Take It Back, and man, they're both good examples. So she had a funny quote about Ed on the Red Tour. She said, With Ed, it was like having a little Labrador puppy scampering around backstage. And he's like, hey, mate, nice to meet you. I thought that was interesting because she mentioned that one thing she's learned through being on tour is having good openers makes for a more seamless tour. So that got me thinking, so does that mean she had problems with her other openers? I was just kind of curious. 
I doubt there were any huge problems. I think all the other openers she's had have been great. I just doubt that she really got to know them very well. It did seem like a more seamless tour because there was such a unity between Taylor and Ed. And every night he came out for everything has changed. You could see that. I don't think she had that since she last toured with Kelly Pickler. Because I don't think, you know, she did. they did much with Gloriana. If they did, it wasn't like every night. And then the next year, Need to Breathe, they were just way too different. I mean, I don't remember seeing anything about them hanging out. Right. For me, I think Ed just made the Red Tour what it was. Absolutely. I think I can say Red was probably my favorite tour. But if Ed had not been there, it probably would have been my least favorite tour, maybe. I don't know. He really just brought it to a whole nother level. And I really liked how he got the crowd going and energized and everything. And most of her other acts were just like, yeah, music, yay. (laughs) Well, it's frustrating because we know that, you know, as hard as Taylor might work to find the perfect opener for next tour, it's just not going to live up at all. That's exactly what I was going to say. She's not going to find somebody. And that's okay. We, We know to expect that. I'm sure whoever she picks will still be great, but it's definitely not going to be the same. I hope she at least picks someone who she is friends with or who she has a lot in common with so that they can collaborate more and stuff. Right. It'll also, I think a lot of people will be interested to see whether she brings out some country openers. Even for Red, she was still bringing out some country openers. I'm betting they won't have a country opener as the main opener, but I wouldn't be surprised if she kept bringing some out as the first opener. Isn't it kind of crazy how one of the opener openers on the Red Tour was Florida Georgia Line? Yes, and I wanted to go to that date so badly and I didn't get to go. I saw one of their shows and they were great. It was like they were almost too big to be opening at that point. Yeah, I'm going to see them next month. It's Tyler Farr and then Florida Georgia Line, Miranda Lambert, and Jason Aldean. And I'm thinking Florida Georgia Line's the second opener. And obviously Miranda and Jason are, I guess... I guess bigger than them. It doesn't feel like it sometimes. But yeah, they just really just completely overtaken the country radio recently. So I feel like they should be second to last before Miranda in that lineup. I hope they play a lot because I actually am really looking forward to their performance more than probably anyone else. But anyway, yeah, it'll be so interesting to see who Taylor comes up with. I would bet that whoever it's going to be, she already has picked out. Oh, yeah. Isn't it crazy to think that she probably already has, she's probably working on setting up venues and things right now, because you have to figure she's going to make this announcement probably in October. So they're probably already working out contracts and stuff, which is so exciting to think about. So many secrets. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, back to the Ed documentary. It was great that Taylor was able to be in it so much. I think we all saw some pictures of the needlepoint from Taylor that Ed had on his wall and that said, started from the bottom, now we're here. And so she also wrote on his childhood bedroom wall. He had a wall where all his friends would sign it when they came over and wrote, the struggle is real, BFFs for life. Yeah, that was cute. And then the other thing that Taylor said, which I think just sums up why we love her and Ed so much, is that he's just the same person in his hometown as he is in L.A. And she said he's not going to make the fans feel like he's not the same artist we fell in love with. And I I think people who might be upset with his more hip-hop influence in Multiply, once they listen to it a few times, I think they'll probably realize he's the same guy who's saying, you need me, I don't need you, on plus. Definitely. Since Taylor's been back from the end of the Red Tour in Asia, she's been hanging around at New York City, 
we all know from our episode last week, she was at the Hammerstein for Edge show. And she's also been hanging out with Carly Kloss and Australian models, Steph Claire Smith and Amanda Griffith. And then she also has been hanging out with Austin a lot and Papa Swift. They they went to the World Trade Center for Father's Day. So we've been getting some really good photos of her outfits, which is fun. Next up, we have, I'm pretty sure, the most important news of, like, the past, what, three years? Probably, yeah. And that is, of course, that Taylor got a new kitten. Yay! So cute! Her name is Olivia Benson, after Taylor's favorite character on Law & Order SVU, which is so adorable and actually just made me think of the fact that I wonder if she thought of that name while looking at the Law & Order Swift unit shirt that I gave her. (laughs) I thought of your shirt when I heard the name. But as Alexander told us on last week's episode, he gave Taylor some advice and told her that three cats is a cat lady, but two cats is a party. And I guess she listened to him. Yeah. Can you believe that? And he tweeted something hilarious. He said that he was updating his resume because Taylor got a cat, (laughs) what, three days after he told her that? I would update my resume too. That's pretty much all you need to tell future employers in life i persuaded taylor swift to get a second cat yes <laughs> hire me oh. but i'm excited to get some more photos we've only had two so far i really want to see olivia and meredith together i'm guessing that that transition is not going too well i'm guessing it's not just based on what we hear about meredith i don't think she's very happy right now and cats are very territorial is olivia a scottish foal too Uh, That's something I can't quite tell based on the pictures. It looks to me like she is, but it's hard to tell. She's just the cutest little snowball. Yeah. She does look like she has tiny ears, but I don't think we've gotten a good enough photo. Yeah, it's hard to tell if they're really folded. I have read some articles that say she is. There are Scottish folds with straight ears. Oh, okay. It's only the rare runs that actually have the folds in their ears. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, either way, she's adorable. We finally got to look into Taylor's cooking section with Ina Garten, and it was featured in this July issue of Food Network magazine. Austin and Andrea joined Taylor, and it looks like they made some amazing food, and that hits the newsstands on June 24th, so I'm definitely going to get my copy because it looks like fun, and they had some day drinking, which now I really want to try that drink. When you read that quote, did you notice that Taylor said, Andrea, come here, we're day drinking. She didn't say mom. I thought that was funny. That is a little weird. I do call my mom by her real name sometimes. Sometimes I do it to my dad, but it's just to be funny. Sometimes it's the only way I can get my mom's attention, because if I say mom, she doesn't like pay attention, but if I go, Virginia! And she's like, what? (laughs) It was just something I noticed. I didn't know if anybody else did. I thought it was funny. Well, even though award season was pretty much wrapped up with the CMT Music Awards, uh, there's already a new award show coming up in August, and voting is already going on. So uh, we want to let you know that Taylor is nominated for three Teen Choice Awards. She's up for Female Artist, Female Country Artist, and Choice Smile. So you can go vote for her at teenchoiceawards.com, and the show is going to air live on August 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. So vote, vote, vote between now and then. 
something really cool is on display at the Grammy Museum in LA. They actually have Taylor's dress from her 2014 performance of All Too Well at the Grammys. Such a pretty dress. I wish I could see that. I would love to see it. Maybe eventually when they're done with it there, it'll, they'll move it to the Hall of Fame. That would be awesome. Well, our last little bit of news is Taylor spent the weekend in Rhode Island, and then she took the time to tell us to buy Ed's new album. And she tweeted a photo while she was up there, and it's gorgeous. Such a pretty sunset. Now, I know the obvious answer to this is that it's just her security guard, but my first question whenever I see these pictures is just who she's getting to take them. Right. Especially the Easter one. I was wondering, one, I didn't know where she was, and two, who's taking her picture? Yeah, it's most likely her security guard's been like, hey, you better make it good. Well, she's very photogenic, so it must be pretty easy to get a good one. That's true. And the Easter beach looked so pretty. I wish I knew where it was. Well, now I think it's time for some mini segments. Many, many, many segments. Lots and lots of Swifty problems going on. Yes, definitely. Uh, Our first one comes from at TSwift underscore updating. When you have to comment something about Swifty problems because you're a Swifty. Swifty problems. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean you have no problems right now, but you feel obligated? Mm. Our next one is from at Ben Evans 14. And his problem is the UK not having much Taylor merchandise. Hopefully that will change with the next album. We'll see. Our next one comes from Taylor Waters 13. When you have to delete old episodes of Swiftcast to make room on your iPod. Get a bigger iPod. Definitely. 32 gigs. Our next one comes from Shannon with the O as a zero underscore 13. The struggle of wanting to buy things, but also wanting to save money for Taylor's unknown album five tour. Swifty problems, priorities. You got your priorities straight. Yeah. Our next one. And I love this handle is from at Swift Cat Lady 13. And she said, maybe Taylor has written a song about her cat, but she doesn't record it or leak it. Why are we so desperate? Swifty problems. <laughs> I would love to hear a song about her cat. It's probably so goofy. Our next one comes from aim underscore 2002. The fact that song five is always the saddest and we're about to get an album five. And they hashtagged help Taylor Swift. Album 5, Swifty Problems. I never noticed that. Yeah, I've, I've noticed it just because usually track 5 is my favorite on the CD where you have Cold As You, White Horse, Dear John, and All Too Well. I don't know. I don't know if she does it on purpose. She always puts track 5, this really deep, sad song. I give props whoever figures that stuff out and takes time. Because if Taylor's doing that on purpose... And not telling anybody the fact that we're noticing it is pretty cool. Yeah. Our next one is from L, except one of the L's is a 1, NE13. And her problem is having to talk about Taylor's album 5 instead of its actual name. Patience is hard. Swifty problems. This is definitely a common problem that we keep hearing a lot of. Right. And maybe she'll just release it and it will be called album 5. That would be funny. Our next one is, again, from aim underscore 2002, and this is really funny. They said, they're talking about Ed Sheeran's song, Photograph, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but they said, 
if photograph isn't about Taylor, then I'm the king of bacon land. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag photograph, hashtag Ed Sheeran, hashtag Taylor Swift, hashtag Swifty problems. Oh, man. Our last one comes from Always Swift 1313. Taylor's new cat. It's named after Olivia Benson from Law and Order SVU, and I can't breathe. Swifty problems. <laughs> I think the whole world in the Swifty fandom kind of exploded when that photo hit the internet. Yes. I saw the tweet before I saw the picture, obviously, because you had to click on the link, and so I got it as a text notification, and all I saw was it said, meet Olivia Benson, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it up, and I was right. And I Did you know that Olivia Benson was a character on SVU? Oh yeah, I've watched that show forever. I probably watch it as much as Taylor does. I was just about to say that. I think I've literally seen every episode, which is a lot because it's been on for like 13 years. Yeah, it's been on forever. So that's all the Swifty problems we have for today. And those were really funny. So please keep sending them in. We love to hear your Swifty problems. And you can always tweet us at SwiftCast13 and we will read as many of them as we possibly can. Next, we received a submission for our Taylor Dictionary. And this one comes from at TaylorWaters13, who also submitted for our mini segment, so thank you. And her new word for the Taylor Dictionary is swearinized, and that is when you add Taylor and Ed stuff to your laptop or phone. It's similar to when you tailorize your laptop or phone. For example, making your lock screen a Taylor picture, and then you tailorize your phone. So this was a great submission, and it was perfect for this episode about Ed. So thank you. And if anybody else has other words, please submit them to us and we will add them to the Taylor Dictionary. All right. So now it's time for our weekly fashion segment. And Taylor has had so many great outfits the past couple of weeks. On June 2nd, Taylor was leaving the airport in Narita, Japan. And she was wearing a black dress with red embroidered flowers on it, which was very pretty. But it's a vintage dress, so it's not available anywhere. But she carried her signature Todd Sella tote. And with it, she wore some Gucci suede pumps. I love that dress. Yeah, I wish it wasn't vintage. Then on June 4th, Taylor arrived at the airport in Jakarta, Indonesia, wearing a cute sweater cardigan, and it's called the Clean Cut Cardigan from Topshop, and it's only $76, so that's more in my pocket range. Yes. Uh, when Taylor returned to the United States on June 13th, she was in New York City hanging out with Carly Kloss, and she wore a white eyelet dress from one period state. It might just be one dot state. I'm not up on all my designer names, so I apologize if I'm wrong there. But um, it's not actually on the website yet, so keep checking back to see if it comes on there. And so we don't know the price of it yet either. But she paired the dress with her Jimmy Choo Linda Suede platform sandals, and those are $695. This next one is my personal favorite. While leaving the gym on June 14th, Taylor was romping around in a romper, as she said, <laughs> which turned out to be a black romper from the brand Mink Pink, all one word, and it's called the See the World Romper, and it's $74 from Nordstrom. And so a fan had posted on Instagram, they were like, is she wearing a dress or shorts or what's going on? And she replied, oh, I'm just romping around in a romper. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. And with it, she wore 
black heels by the brand Seychelles. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right at all. But they're called the Little Owl Sandal, but they're currently out of stock. Then on Father's Day, which was June 15th, happy Father's Day, Scott, Taylor wore a gorgeous yellow floral dress. It's an Oscar de la Renta floral pleated dress, and it's 40% off. So it was $3,390, now it's $2,034. And she wore it with her Prada Peep Toe Slingback Sandals, which are currently out of stock. I love that dress so much. Only (laughs) $2,034. On June 17th, Taylor was spotted going to the gym, and she wore a blue Steve Allen button-down shirt. And it's called the crossover shirt because it kind of buttons at a crossover. And that retails at $178. On June 18th, which was the day that Taylor ended up getting her kitten, Olivia. And this is another favorite outfit of mine because only Taylor could pull this off, I think. Mm -hmm. She wore a crop top and a skater skirt combo, which are from Bloomingdale's. They're out of stock right now, but they're from the brand Aqua. And they're called the Marled Crop Top, which is $43.50. And the marled skater skirt, which was fifty four forty on sale. And it was just the kind of outfit that Taylor was just she looked so perfect that I just don't think it could look as perfect on anybody else. No. Definitely not me, but I wish I could pull it off. It was my favorite. So cute. And in her hair she wore a bandeau which is the brand mini pom-pom flower and I, that made me happy because I actually really like that brand's headbands and I just started wearing them so I like when Taylor and I accidentally end up having things in common that's cool <laughs> then on June 19th Taylor wore an H&M denim shorts in burgundy which is only 19.95 with an ALC Scott top which was on final clearance at 111 a navy white combo shirt which was pretty cool And then on June 20th, Taylor wore another Oscar de la Renta dress that I loved and can't afford. But it was called the Short Sleeve Floral Printed Dress. And it was originally $890. It's now on sale for $534. She had really great accessories with this dress. These bright green accessories that really popped. She wore a green Ellie Saw bag. And unfortunately, it's no longer available. She's had it since 2012. And then she also wore green Prada suede point toe pumps. And those are $650, but the color green is currently unavailable. So thanks again to tswiftstyle.net for tracking down all these outfits. And you can go to her website to get the exact links on where you can buy all of these pieces. All right, so now the moment you've all been waiting for, we wanted to take some time and just really talk about Ed's album because this album took him years to make and I think it just came out so well, and I'm just really, really proud of him and happy about it. So what's your favorite song? I feel like I'm almost in the same dilemma as when I get asked this for Taylor albums, because so many of them are just so good. (sighs) I have to give a few answers. (laughs) I really, really like Photograph. It's probably my favorite, honestly. It's a good one. It's just such a, like, well, all the songs are, but it's just such a descriptive song with, like, such strong emotion and... I don't know. I just, I, I love it the most, I think. But also I'm conflicted because I really love and have for about two months now the song Don't, but I really like the live version from when he's performed it with the loop pedal much, much better than the studio version. I agree. And I like the live version better, although I'm starting to get used to the studio version of Don't. 
Well, it's just I think the fact that the live version is sounds so like him and the studio version sounds so hip hop. Right. And I also think Ed is one of those rare people like Taylor who can actually sound better live than on an album. Most people can't because they're too reliant on things like auto-tune and stuff like that. Whereas people like Ed and Taylor actually just sound better live. So yeah, when you hear that live, I was lucky enough to hear it at Hammerstein and it was great. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I just been been watching some of the live performance videos of it over and over ever since the first performance of it on Saturday Night Live. For me, I think my favorite song is Thinking Out Loud. And like I said earlier, I don't have the full album yet, but I really don't see that changing because I think it is an incredible song. I love it so much. I just keep listening to it over and over again. But the other songs, I do like how he's trying to kind of evolve and change his sound a little bit. I don't think it's as drastic of a change as some other people might think. Like I said earlier, I get the feeling that some people just aren't happy with the more hip-hop sound in this album, but I just feel like his lyrics are way more meaningful than your typical hip-hop artist. So for me, it doesn't bother me at all. And I love Take It Back and the other song, Man. They they have such great lyrics and meaning to them. I'd just like to point out that Take It Back is track number 13, so it makes sense that it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that right now. Well, you know what would be hilarious is if he would have put Friends or Tenerife C as number 13, but maybe that would have been too obvious. I, th- I think a lot of people have conflicting opinions on this, but I think those two songs are definitely about Taylor. I just... Tenerife C, though, I mean, people can say whatever, but I will always 100% believe it is about Taylor. If for nothing else, the fact that it ends with the line, I knew you better. I've read that the official lyric book says Beth instead of better. I thought that's still what was on the album. I, I just listened to it today. I read somewhere that somebody said he changed it to Beth. Well, similar to the lyrics in that song, I think Friends, even though it doesn't actually appear on Multiply, is definitely about Taylor because there's the lyric in it. So I could take the back road, but your eyes will lead me straight back home. And that line, like, there's no other reason why he would have that in there. It doesn't seem plausible that it could be about anybody else but Taylor. I think he intentionally puts lyrics like that in there. And a really good example of that is I'm pretty sure that Don't is about Ellie Goulding, and he has lyrics in there about Burn, which is one of her big songs. So for him to take lyrics from Everything Has Changed, essentially, and put it into this song called Friends about how we're not just friends, nor could we ever be, you know, it just seems way too much of a coincidence to me. But who knows, maybe he just did it to throw everybody off. I could be completely wrong. Which is just mean. Well, it's like, I mean, obviously Taylor has is well aware of all his songs and all the lyrics. So if they are about her, I'm sure they've had that conversation. And like, if they are about her, I don't know. They must have discussed it in such a way so that it's not awkward. Well, it was interesting at Hammerstein, he didn't sing any of those songs. Obviously, Friends isn't on Multiply, so that's understandable. But he didn't sing Tenerife C and... Some people seem to think Photograph might be about her, too. I don't know. But he did actually sing that, and she sang every word to it. 
Well, I think that we're forgetting the original reason why everybody thought that the song, the tenor I've seen was about her. It was because of the initials of it are TS. Exactly. It's like kind of a really random title for the song too. Right. And he said it was just the color of blue of her eyes reminded him of that sea. But when he played it at Madison Square Garden, he explained this was at the Grammys in 2013. And we all know what Taylor's hair looked like that night. Right. I, I guess I don't know as much about his dating life as I do Taylor's. And so maybe he was dating somebody else at the time and people like me just aren't aware of it. Because I actually, I heard something interesting that some people think Sing is actually about Selena Gomez. It doesn't even make sense. What? It doesn't, no. <laughs> I think it's a, another song about Ellie. Mostly because of the lyrics, how he saw flames from the side of the stage. I think that's another reference to Burn. I feel like a lot of the lyrics in Sing kind of overlap with Don't, just the story of it all. But I don't know. Maybe Shirios who have insight on this can tweet us and tell us their thoughts. I would almost bet my life that it is not about Selena Gomez. Me too, but I've read about it. I read that some people think that's the case. So we'd love to hear all your thoughts about Ed's album. If you haven't bought it yet, go buy it. Even though Steph is afraid that we're going to buy too many copies, <laughs> I don't think Taylor will mind. And tell us all about your favorite songs and if you're going to see him on tour and all of that because we are so excited. And so we asked some of you guys on Twitter to tell us your favorite swearing moments because everyone loves a good swearing moment. And we got some really cute ones. The first one was from Never Ever 1313, and she said, when they hugged after everything has changed, hashtag Red Tour Memories. I love that one. Our next one is from John David W13, when Ed's in-ear monitor broke. So they were not in sync anymore. That was pretty funny. But they handled it really professionally. It was awesome. Our next one is from at T-Swift underscore updating when Ed said he looked like a hobbit when he stands next to her. <laughs> Our next one is from at Miss Beauty Swift and it just says the jam label. <laughs> Best jam of all time. And our last one is from Coffee All Alone underscore when Ed danced to We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together with Taylor. I think that was my favorite. Definitely. And his full clown makeup. Took her completely by surprise. So, unfortunately, the Red Tour is officially over, but we wanted to just give you a little wrap-up summary on the last few dates, which were earlier this month. On June 11th, when Taylor was in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, before the show, she took some really cool photos in front of the Air Asia airplane. So if you haven't seen those, check them out. They had the agency, the backup singers, and the dancers. And then during the show, Taylor wore black leggings as a sign of respect to Malaysia's customs, which I thought was really cool that she does that. And then for the Beast Stage shirt, she wore a shirt that said, I love KL. And the secret song was Enchanted. And it was a really cool story to read if you haven't heard about this, but she played it because she met a fan at a pre-show meet and greet who said that she and her husband got married to Enchanted. On June 12th, Taylor had the very last Red show ever in Singapore. And Ellie Golding was seen at the show, so it was rumored that she would be a special guest, but it turned out she was just there watching the show, which was still really cool that she came out to support Taylor. And for the B stage, Taylor wore a white shirt that said Singapore and had a butterfly on it. And the secret song was Long Live, and we all sobbed. <laughs> and she said when she introduced it, a lot of you 
like a lot of you in all caps have been asking me to play this song so i will which was nice taylor stopped to sing to a little girl named kike kale who was battling leukemia and that was very very cute and so sweet of her to do and then after the show wrapped up with we are never ever getting back together taylor was very excited and was just going around hugging and kissing everyone on stage and it was very cute i think she had a really really great last show And then afterwards, when, of course, we were all very emotional from the end of the Red Tour, she tweeted a quote, which I love. Well, she wrote it in her handwriting and tweeted a picture of it. It's a quote from C.S. Lewis, and the quote says, There are far, far better things ahead than any we leave behind. And this made me so excited. Yeah. And another thing I just read recently from the last show, or actually it was the show in Malaysia, at a meet and greet, somebody asked her if she was excited for the tour to end. And she said, well, they asked how she felt about the tour ending. And she said she was actually really excited because she just wants to get back to album five. And she said the album's actually completely finished. And she's just working on the finishing touches to it, which kind of makes Swifties want to have a meltdown, right? I I have to try and contain myself. (laughs) I just can't. But I did really, really, really love that quote, and I even, like, saved the picture of it and made a Polaroid print of it, because I'm that obsessed with it. It's a great quote. (laughs) So, while it was bittersweet to wrap up the Red Tour, I think we can all agree that whatever comes next is going to just blow away all of our expectations. Definitely. And the last little bit from the Asia Tour was that the Red Tour Asia movement was a huge success. So the fans from Indonesia, the Philippines, Vietnam, Malaysia, South Korea, and Singapore put together a sing-along video of We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, and it already has over 4,000 views, so you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's really cool. It was definitely a huge success as far as fan projects go, and I can't wait to see what all the fans come up with for the next era and next tour, because they're always so creative. So finally, as we wrap up, just a few reminders for you guys. Please hit the subscribe button on iTunes and that will download the latest episode for you to your device or your computer every week so you don't have to go check and download it. And you can talk to us on TaylorConnect at SwiftCast13 as our username. Of course, on Twitter at SwiftCast13. Email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theswiftcast. And finally, our website, which has all of this other information listed on it, is swiftcast13.com. So what do we think Taylor is going to do next week? Well, actually, while we were recording this episode, Taylor tweeted an Instagram video of Olivia. I love it when she gives us news while we're recording. So exciting. So nice of her. But she was on an airplane, so I have no idea where she was going kind of hoping maybe she's going back to new york so we can get some more awesome fashion shoot videos but my biggest hope though is that she finally gives us a picture or a video or something of olivia and meredith together if she can get meredith to behave for long enough exactly she's probably gonna be spending a lot of that time with the kitten and a lot of it maybe in the recording studio maybe we'll get some pictures from the recording studio Ooh. Maybe Olivia Benson will be a collaborator on the album. (laughs) Well, whatever happens, you know we'll be talking about it on next week's episode of SwiftCast. But for now, this has been Ashley, Haley, and Steph. Bye, guys. See you next week. See ya. See ya. Thanks, guys. Peace out, Swift Scouts.
Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.